Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Kammer, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television program. This week, we are taking a look at MLW Fusion number 111. That's right, ones all around. Uh, Big news on this week is the Opera Cup is finally starting tonight. The show starts in earnest with TJP taking on Richard Holiday and Filthy Tom Lawler taking on New Japan's Rocky Romero, at least according to Rich Bocchini. We get a show opening with Rich Bocchini and Mr. St. Laurent. Uh, They put over the Opera Cup starting tonight, the big debut of the big man, Calvin Tankman, and we hope to get an update on Alexander Hammerstone's condition after last week's attack by Contra's Black Hand. But, before we get into any of those gossip-related things, we get to see the start of Richard Holiday versus TJP with Buka Dao, um, new signee to the company, but really... This is all about TJP and Richard Holiday. But before the match starts, we get a flashback to earlier in the day with Richard Holiday arriving. He is asked by our cameraman reporter person about Hammer. How's he doing? What's the scoop on him? And Holiday kind of, you know, half brushes it off, noting that, you know, Hammer's a meat castle. You can't just hit it a couple times with a chair and expect it to stay down. And he'll be back soon enough. Um, but really, he's just focused on. You know, the Opera Cup and his match coming up. Um, but as he walks by, he catches a wild Gino Medina, a former Dynasty member. And, uh, well, he kind of got fired or quit during some time during this uh, COVID period in MLW uh, Pulp Fusion. And they've kind of, you know, been on the outs, but haven't had a chance to interact with each other up until right now. Uh, they has words, mostly arguing whether or not Gino was fired or if he quit. Uh, Gino ends everything with the vague threat about how it'd be a shame if Holiday may have gotten, may have, may, you know, just get hurt before his big match tonight. Uh, but it's not a threat. It'd just be a shame. We'll see if those words are foreboding and foreshadowing, if you will. But anyway, going to pop into the match. We've got a match going on. We should we should probably watch the match. And then, you know, of course, talk about it. Because that's what you're here for. To listen to me talk about a match. And you argue with me in your car as you're listening to me. Because I obviously don't know what I'm talking about. Because I'm a 34-year-old man typing words, speaking into a microphone from my mother's basement. But anyway, we has match. Uh, it's a very scientific affair. Um, despite the size difference between TJP and Holiday. Uh, they go through uh, quite a sequence of uh, feeling each other out. Uh, TJP, TJP gets to hold a headlock for quite a while. Uh, not a whole lot that uh, Holiday does can kind of gets gets him out of it. Uh, though he is eventually successful getting him getting a head scissors in, uh, which of course TJP, being the mat master that he is, slides out with a without too much problem anyway, and hits himself a drop kick. Uh, we get some more holds exchanged pretty early on. Uh, drop kick does send Holiday out to the outside, allowing TJP to hit a big triangle dropkick to the outside. Um, but before uh, TJP can mount too much in the line of offense, Holiday crotches him on the top rope. Um, 
Holiday maintains some brief control, uh, but TJP counters into a sharpshooter, which he then turns into a Muda lock, uh, which then gets countered into a chin lock. Uh, more back and forth action. Like, that's the real story of this match, um, is that there's a lot of back and forth, a lot of exchanging holds, uh, almost catch style, if you will, if you're familiar with the British catch style. Um, though, well, I'd, I'd say just as flashy, even. Um, because despite. Some of the stuff I may feel about TJP outside of the ring, inside of the ring, uh, he is a consummate ring general. And uh, tonight, uh, Holiday is showing that he is no slouch as well. Um, but there is a lot of hold exchanging. And it's not like slow plotting. No, like, they keep the pace moving. Neither men have control for very long, for the most part. Um, unfortunately, though, oh, because of this, there's just a flash out of nowhere spine buster by Richard Holiday. Uh, knocks TJP loopy, at least loopy enough, that allows Holiday to hit the market crash 2018 for the win. Uh, so this first match of the Opera Cup tournament gets to see Richard Holiday advance to the second round. Uh, again, this is a very solid match. Very, very much uh, old school uh, catch styling. So if that's not your thing, you're probably not going to like this. Um, but I, uh, I'm, I'm a fan, and it's kind of a nice change of pace uh, from the normal American style. Uh, so we got some high 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 paced hold exchange going on here um, to kind of cleanse the palate from this technical masterpiece. We have a happy Thanksgiving from the Von Ericks. Uh, there's a lot of Von Ericks running around Hawaii. Turns out they did like a video Christmas card kind of thing. I guess, I guess it wasn't a Christmas card. If they're talking about Thanksgiving, but you know, I, I just rant on about things without writing, you know, proper notes or a script or anything like that. But happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving from the Von Ericks in Hawaii. Uh, last week on the show and on, well, Fusion in general, Myron Reed, after his victory against Brian Pillman Jr., called out the debuting Leo Rush. This week we are going to get to see Leo's response, and there wasn't a whole lot of one, uh, because, well, Leo also has a side career as a rapper, and has got a sick new album coming out, I think, maybe. I, I don't actually know, because... I don't pay a lot of attention to Leo Rush, to be quite frank with everybody. But Leo makes note that he has a big debut coming up, and it might as well be a big title fight for that big debut. We get some previous footage from King Mo and his uh, match last... Was it last year? Oh, lordy. Uh, it might have been... I don't know. COVID brain, man. And... 2020's been going on since like 19 dickety two, uh, but anyway, when wrestling was live back in the day, uh, King Mo beat Loki uh, through shenanigans, of course, but knocked Loki out nonetheless. Um, and since then, Loki's been kind of looking for revenge, and King Mo's basically saying that Loki is uh, not of sound mind and shouldn't be wrestling. Um, King Mo also notes that this is a travesty that he's not in the Opera Cup tournament. Um, but, you know, he'll get his hands on Loki if if the commissions let him wrestle, and he will just kick Loki's ass, assuming that gets to happen. Uh, 
following this, uh, we get some car footage from Dan Lambert of American Top Team, who is also King Mo's manager. Uh, he is very upset about the King Mo situation. Uh, the fact that King Mo is not in the Opera Cup is just a giant travesty that he is working on you know, rectifying in some way, shape, or form. Um, and just the fact that, you know, Loki's still around is some sort of lawsuit waiting to happen, which he's getting his lawyers on that, too. We come back to Mr. St. Laurent and Rich Bocchini, but they don't get to talk so long because here comes a wild Selena de la Renta. She has to interrupt, uh, making all sorts of threats about her being fined and possibly suspended. But they better not, no matter what happens, MLW better not cancel their contract with her. Uh, because she is supposed to be producing an episode here in the future. And she would be very upset if that happened. So upset that she would drop some sort of bombshell on those in MLW. Um, and she makes a quick threat to Conan, noting that she may look like she's alone. But, you know, he shouldn't be worrying about that. She's got friends. Anywho... Kind of backtracking, at least they're backtracking, now that they're done being interrupted. Uh, Bocini goes over the updated brackets for the Opera Cup first round. Uh, tonight's main event will be Rocky Romero uh, in his first MLW match in like 16 years, taking on the leader of Team Filthy, Filthy Tom Lawler. But before that, we get tonight's big debut, Calvin Tankman taking on uh, Mr. Robert Martyr. Poor kid. Uh, at least this jobber gets a name, right? Anyway, uh, we get we get we have a match. I guess I guess that's what you want to call it. Uh, you got to give Robert Martyr, you know, points for trying an A for effort, if you will. Um, he tries to start the match off hot and just charges right into the much larger Tankman and just kind of bounces off. Um, Tankman though shows off impressive athleticism for a man his size. It's a single leg drop kick. Uh, Martyr eventually tries to mount some other offense, but meets a backbreaker into a lariat combination for his efforts. Uh, with the kid knocked loopy, Tankman chooses to end it with the Tankman driver, which is a Steiner screwdriver for those of you not in the know. And those and those of you not in the know of what a Steiner screwdriver is, it's a vertical suplex into a sit-out pile driver. Uh, Nifty-looking maneuver. Um, I believe it's also called the Drill Claw in AEW. Brian Cage, I believe that's what he calls that maneuver as well. Um, but, you know, maneuvers. They got names. Sometimes many names. This is now the Tankman driver. Um, Tankman gets on the mic after his, like, one-minute, eight-second victory uh, to thank his family and his supporters and he's just going to plow his way to the title, taking out everyone who gets in his way until he gets himself a title match. Following the Tankman hustle, we get an update on Alexander Hammerstone. Uh, those of you who may have missed last week, Hammer came out to confront uh, MLW champion Jacob Fatu, only to be ambushed by someone later identified as the Black Hand of Contra. I happen to think it's secretly Logan Kane in a mask and a black glove, but don't hold me to that. I just say, but I just say this because the dude that attacked Hammer is a big dude. You know who else is a big dude? Logan Kane. But it's either him or, well, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. Anyway, never mind that. 
Uh, looks like, according to the MLW doctor, Hammer has rib contusions, uh, hyperflexion of the neck, and uh, traverse mellitus, um, which is, I guess, is a fancy phrase for swelling of the spinal cord. We get a brief call in from Mr. Hammerstone himself. He states that he's doing well, and a hammer that's at 80% is still better than most of the MLW roster. Uh, he totally disagrees with the doctor's assessment, accusing him of being on conscious payroll. Um, but don't worry about Hammer. He's a big man, and he's going to be back sooner than later. Um, unfortunately for everyone else involved, Joseph Samael hijacks the feed, as Contra is wont to do, uh, noting that they put, uh, they put, excuse me, they didn't put anything on Hammer. Hammer put the target on his back, uh, calling out Contra for months, months at a time. Uh, so it was only a matter of time that they summoned the Black Hand to deal the death card to Hammerstone. All right, it is time for our main event. From New Japan Wrestling, Rocky Romero, El Azucar, will take on the leader of Team Filthy, Tom Lawler, coming to the ring with Dominic Guarini, who is now sporting shades and a sweet, sweet mullet. Uh, both men have a background in MMA. Uh, obviously, Tom Lawler is a former UFC uh, grappler, um, competitor, athlete, uh, and Romero has done just a lot of MMA training in addition to being a 20-year veteran in the business. Um, there's an extensive feeling out process once the bell rings, a lot of uh, hold exchanging, um, but compared to the last match, a lot of these holds are almost attempted submissions rather than just wear down holds and chin locks and whatnot. A lot of grappling uh, as well, a lot of amateur style grappling. Um, eventually they have enough of playing chess and just decide to start walloping, uh, walloping on each other, uh, trading shoulder tackle attempts, which Lawler eventually gets the best of Romero. Um, but really that doesn't matter because Lawler ends up outside and Romero hits a nifty flying knee, uh, off the apron, sending Lawler flying off towards the stage. Uh, doesn't last terribly long though. Romero gets... Gets Lawler back inside the ring um, and really tries to kind of like wear him down with some holds, chin locks, an octopus stretch. Uh, Lawler, though, kind of gets his bearings enough to counter out into submissions of his own. Um, and this is kind of a reoccurring theme throughout the match is this trade-off of submissions. Um, uh, Lawler does take advantage with a running, st uh, running neck snap, Mr. Perfect style, and then hitting a sliding clothesline for a two count. Um, unfortunately, Romero once again catches a flash submission hold on Lawler, and they just, they're in pain. Everybody's in pain. Um, once they have enough of tying each other into pretzels, uh, they fire up New Japan style and decide to have a chop off, which Lawler wins that one as well, and hooks, hooks up a heel hook, and several variations of the heel hook. Um, eventually, he, um, Romero counters out of the heel hook with a rebound enziguri, uh, gets a two count, um, fires himself up, whips Lawler into the corner, and hits so many corner clotheslines. Like, he would hit, like, three of them, and then Lawler would try to do something, miss, end up in the corner, and he'd get hit by another, like, three or four clotheslines. Um, this cycle would eventually just keep repeating until Lawler kind of, like, figures out the cycle and hits a big side slam on Romero. Um, they get up and they kind of, they're back at a stalemate. Uh, they're trading ham, uh, ham, uh, 
hamstring. That's the word I'm looking for. Hamstring kicks and palm strikes, uh, which again, that's kind of, evidently that's at least in terms of this match, this is Lawler's forte. Um, but like, instead of just kind of drilling him into next week, uh, they, they go back into trying to like win the match this time with, uh, numerous pinfalls. Um, though, uh, Romero, yeah, now words are starting to fail me here. It must be all of the turkey because, you know, American Thanksgiving was yesterday in theory. By the time you hear this, that's that's my excuse. That will be my excuse why I, I'm not thinking well. But uh, Romero goes uh, several times, tries to hit slice bread number two, uh, the running Shinui. Um, but the last time he goes for it, uh, Lawler just is like, no, we're going to turn this into a backslide somehow. And turns it into a backslide somehow. And this leads to another round of pin attempts. Um, but compared to like everything else where they're trading holds, Lawler comes out on top. I mean, this time literally pins Romero's shoulders to the mat for three using a very nifty like double leg pin combination. Um, and just, I mean, words, I don't think will do this justice per se. Uh, it's again, a, a lot of hold exchange uh this one is a little, a little bit more mma styling um where whereas the previous match uh seemed to focus more on kind of the wear down aspect of everything um lawler and romero like really seem to be cinching in the submission holds and trading those back and forth leading to a very solid match uh, in addition to the fire up moments where they're really throwing in their strikes trying to get you know, uh, where the other guy down, knock him loopy to get pinfalls that way as well. Um, after the match, Lawler gets on the microphone. Uh, Guarini attempts to uh, play Alicia Atute. Not terribly well. Uh, Lawler knows that he was conveniently left out of the Opera Cup last year. Um, but this year, Team Filthy is bringing home the cup. And it looks like we are going to get... Our big matches next week as well. Uh, a repeat of the first round of last year's Opera Cup featuring Davy Boy Smith Jr. taking on Low Key and ACH taking on AAA Wrestling's Laredo Kid. Um, but before we can go into any further detail about these matches, uh, Contra interrupts uh, doing a looping playback of the footage from the Black Hand beating up Hammerstone last week uh, with the chair shots and a side slam on the ring apron, etc. So that is our show. That is MLW Fusion 111. Um, a really solid show. Um, my analysis on it on a more critical front happens to be, like, I think this is an ideal show for the limited crowds. Um, whereas I am very much into the catch stylings. Both matches were very much catch-esque. Um, with the hold exchange, just... The human game of chess, if you will. Not a whole lot of brawling. Not a whole lot of high-flying. You know, just straight-up wrestling. Um, it's very old-school in a way you don't see terribly often nowadays, let alone for basically an entire show. Um, outside of the Tankman squash, uh, the two big matches that lasted more than a minute were very much hold-based, encounter-hold-based. Uh, just very traditional, very pure wrestling. Uh, and, I, you know, frankly, I don't know if the crowds today would dig it. 
Um, but I feel like, especially with the atmosphere that MLW is going right now with the limited crowds and the kind of the smoky arena and bringing back the tails of the tape and the uh, name counter time bar up at the top of the screen uh, really brings like a big fight feel. And I feel like in terms of making wrestling seem competitive, like I feel like today's show was very much had a very much a pure sports feel, which I, I find refreshing nowadays, which, you know, oh, I, I, that's one of the good things about the wrestling scene as it is right now. There's so much diversity, um, whether you want this big fight sports feel, uh, whether you want to go weird cinematics, you know, whatever it is you're looking for. Um, but this week was your big fight feel, uh, in, and not just in like how stories were played out, but in the actual matches themselves. Uh, so like I, you know, there may not be a whole lot unless you're doing uh, to this thing, doing a review, um, unless you're going to do strictly play by play, but the show was very entertaining, very engaging, uh, match wise, um, especially the the main event with Lawler and Romero, which happened to go over twenty minutes, uh, which you you don't necessarily. Well, I guess that's coming back in America anyway. But it, it was very uh, kind of a bygone thing with the longer main events, uh, especially a longer main event that doesn't that isn't kind of like your pro wrestling gorilla uh, super indie style as well. Um, but I've really just kind of ranted on enough about that yeah uh highly recommend if you're a fan of you know pure technical wrestling the pure grappling style uh i think you'll thoroughly enjoy this episode of fusion um you know oh and if that's not your bag you know i guess you can skip it but i wouldn't recommend it i mean it's good it's good to branch out and just you know catch the buffet that is professional wrestling the three ring circus if you will Anywho, that is our show this week. This is our Turkey Hangover edition. Thank you all for listening. Uh, stay tuned for the plugs and all that sort of good stuff about how you can support the podcast and all my creative endeavors in general. And in the meanwhile, I'll see you all next week. Hey all, thanks for sticking out until the end. This is the part where I go over my cheap plugs. So if you like this show and you want to see it succeed, the best way to support is to like, listen, and subscribe, and tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook at MLW Confusion. No hyphens, unlike the actual show title. And if you're more interested in my random reverence that don't have anything to do with MLW or its programs, you can check out my social media pages uh, at Twitter and Instagram. At the Nova of Cass. Of course, you can also support monetarily by going to patreon.com slash Casanova. And it's spelled wrong, of course. It's C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. Whereas for as little as $1 per month, you get access to the podcast two days early and ad-free, plus other assorted weekly goodies. And of course, better rewards come from higher pledges. So be like Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Froggy's Wow, and lend your support. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that there are advertising opportunities available to you. Just slide into my DMs for details. Thanks everyone, and I'll see you all next week.